Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. San Francisco, are you ready? Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. This is the Bay Area Fan Perspective. I'm your host, Rudy Solis III, and with me is my brother, my co-host, Raymond Solis I, baby. And our esteemed co-host, Old Man Davis. Bam! God, week 14 is in the books, and it was the worst. Bam! Straight up, just a gut check. I was so it was bad. Angry. It was bad, right, Ray? It was really bad. This is the straw that broke the faithful's back. This so far, am I fair in saying that this is maybe the worst loss for the Goldcast crew? I feel like the Niners are hit a new low with this one in a lot of ways, you know, because this is this is a team that their struggles are worse than our struggles. Their record reflects that. However, um, they made us look like we were the two and ten team today. And for as many plays as the defense made today, they also gave up uh, just as many. You got to give credit to the Browns. They came ready to play today, and we didn't. It doesn't make it any easier. I mean, sure, Quentin Dial had a sack. Armstead had a sack. I don't even know if was that his first of the year. Gosh, he's been a project, all right. He's lived up to that scrutiny. You know, and Jaquiski Tart had a great, he continues to shine every week. Ian Williams had a forced fumble. Eric Reed had a forced fumble. But again, 24 points, and every time the Niners got the ball, the offense just completely collapsed on itself, and there was no time, no run game because of it, and no passing game because of it, and it was it was just terrible. Sure, it's it's tough to win on the road, sure, uh, but when you're riding a, a win, you know you got to execute, and this defense just completely completely meltdown and the offense was was equally as bad if not worse especially uh, once we once we lost Boone then it just all went downhill even more so because like okay here comes Debbie great might as well just have nobody in there because that's how bad he is and so this is this is a new low a new low that I don't even know how to explain it because they should have won old man Davis um um boys I don't have anything further to say other than (laughs) I believe you're going to have three fine, outstanding coaches. They're going to need a job by the end of this season. And this game put a period on that. Eric Mangini. Jeep. Jesus Christ. He was terrible, terrible play calling today. And Timmy Jump, the Tom Sula. Timmy Jump Sula. Can I just say, you're out. You're out. You're out. He doesn't. He said that, he said that we took a step backwards today. That's what he said in the press conference. Everything always starts with him every time they lose. We didn't block. Our, our lines didn't play. We didn't play well up front. We didn't tackle well on defense. Missed tackles. Shoulders. Not wrapping up. Concepts in the routes being off. He's so done, bro. He's so done. Seriously, they're Pretty out. sure you can say that, yeah. You can't say This that. is what I thought. I called Rudy Solis Jr., a.k.a. the fourth member of the Goldcast crew, I called him and I said, this is the week that they decide to fire Tim Jamsula, right? And he's like, yeah, without question, you have to, you have to. And then they said this, I go, they fired Jim Harbaugh after three straight NFC championship appearances. After the Seahawks game where they swept us last year, they fired Jim Harbaugh. They have better, better fire Jim Tomsula after this loss to the Browns. That was ridiculous. There I said, are you serious? They won't fire him. No, but I'm saying he's done after this season. I think he's got to be done. The San Francisco 49ers uh, played a poor football game. 
I don't understand why Trent Brown wasn't in there and they put Jordan Debbie instead. I just don't get it at all. That's Johnny Manziel. Johnny we lost Johnny Money. We lost to Johnny Festival. Well, he's going to get wasted tonight. We lost to Johnny Festival. You know, I, I thought Johnny Johnny did some good things. It's just a big mistake throwing it late over the middle. Uh, hopefully that's that that's a lesson learned. But overall, I just think we saw his his poise, composure. He was dialed into the plan. He knew where to go with the ball. You gave this... a reason for Johnny to oh, fuck up again. It's a great feeling to be able to sit there and know you're protected and know when you're not and know when you need to get the ball out. So because he's gonna, like Ray said, party it up. Maybe that's maybe that's the the red and gold lining. The only the only thing. He did well at was throw that pick of a Colin Kaepernick-esque throw across field, like across his body, for an interception. To, to celebrate a win, I know it's been a long time, 50-some days since uh, it was in October. Yeah, this was, this, 49 to faith. But old man Davis wins in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, so 49er faithful, all the listeners out there. This definitely, I would say, is a brand new low, a low, low, low for the Goldcast crew, a.k.a. the Barriott Fan Perspective, a.k.a. the Voice of the Faithful. Today, you need to take a minute and feel that feeling, because that's as bad a feeling in sports as you can have. All right, here's what I did, guys. So this morning, I woke up and I was putting together my fantasy lineup, seven starters this year, seven of my starters all on injured reserve. Like my, my fantasy team just demolished by, completely demolished by injuries this year. Horrible. I was actually number one in the league the first five weeks and then dead last now due to seven injuries. But this morning I was looking at the lineups and I was thinking Aaron Rodgers against Dallas. Aaron Rodgers has been pretty crappy on fantasy and then I looked and I was I looked at Cleveland and Blaine Gabbert. And I'm like, you know, Blaine Gabbert's been playing pretty competent. And Cleveland has given up more fantasy points to wide receivers than any other defense in the league. That's how bad this defense is. They give up more yards to more receivers than any other team in the league. And I thought, you know what? We've got Aaron Rodgers against Dallas, and he's not been playing that well. Blaine Gabbert's been playing pretty competently, and he's going against the one of the worst defenses in the league. And they're horrible against wide receivers. I don't know, last time the Browns had nine sacks. You know what? Let's start them and see what happens. You know what happens? Nothing happens. So not only did I lose in real life, I lost some fantasy. And that fantasy became a reality for me. Mm. You know, it's like, you know, remember when remember when wrestling was on when you were a kid, like on Saturday mornings, and the wrestlers would always fight those nobodies? It's like having the macho man go into the ring against a nobody, and then the nobody wins. Like, we just lost to a nobody. We just lost to... Barry Horowitz, the Barry Horowitz of of the NFL. That's and who he, we lost. And to. he is indeed slapping his own back. <laughs> He's slapping his own back with a money sign. That's who we lost to. Wow. We just lost to the Red Rooster. You just lost to the one, two, three kid. <laughs> I lost to the we lost to the one, two, three kid. That Before nine sacks, two hundred and thirty rushing yards is just God, it's so bad. So on bad. Both okay. Sides. All right. So let's let's get back to what I was talking about. The conversation I had uh, earlier today with Rudy Solis Jr., our father, the fourth unofficial member. Is this the end for Tim Jamsula? Raymond, your thoughts? I think so because this was a game by and large that they should have won and they didn't. 
And this is kind of like that scenario against the Rams where Kaepernick missed a wide open receiver just from not scanning the field properly. And this is kind of one of those blunders where our team is there's clearly way more talent on this team. And yeah, injuries aside, sure, injuries will certainly certainly don't help us this year. But we've beat more better teams than the Browns and, and they just we just kind of went in there and got our asses handed to us. So I think I think at this point you have to at least be considering it. Because it is, it's bad out there. And I think the only case that Tom Sulo can make is the fact that, A, his team was gutted in the offseason, and the team has been gutted with injury all year. And those are the only two things that might save him, that might save him. But, it, but I mean, if we lose out for the rest of the year, then, yeah, I would not be surprised if he gets fired. I, do, do you every think win should... helps him, and every loss uh, helps uh, but don't you think secure he should be fired? I think he should be fired. I no matter what, yeah. right? Okay. He's 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 very he's too conservative. Jeep Chris does not understand. I mean, Jeep Chris looks good at times, but he's inconsistent. Uh, Mangini, as much as I like him, th- this defense is you know they they're they're hot and cold. They're just as inconsistent. So it's unfortunate. I actually like Mangini. I do. I do, but I don't see him staying. <clears throat> no, no, I don't see. Him I look staying. at Jeep Jesus Christ, and I think you draw all plays. Maybe your quarterback's able to execute them mediocrely. Yet you cannot cannot outplay your opposing defense. So maybe your plan of attack is weak, or maybe we're using the offensive line as an excuse once again of why points can't be put up on the board. I don't think it's an excuse so much as as it is a reality. I think upper management keeps John Sula well into the end of the year. They finally come to the decision, yes, Project John Sula, termination. It was a stupid idea. It was. Termination. You're terminated. They move on, but they're definitely not going to. They signed him for two years. They're not going to bow out. They're not going to bow out at this point in the season. Gonna, no, no, no. They're going to no, hold their pride mean. in, and then they're going to wait. I think they're going to wait to see what candidates are available in the offseason. I like that idea a lot. I like that idea, too. I have two words, guys. Sean Payton, come to the dark side. The dark side of the force. Red rum. Red rum. Red rummy. rum. Red rummy. Red rummy. Come on. Johnny come to the dark Manziel side. rum. Johnny Manziel rum. <laughs> that's what it was it was johnny Manzel rum oh man we you know we had our our big bet and it really looked like for a second there that i was gonna win and then we we right around week nine is where i predicted and we were i was pretty close in the middle of that prediction i was pretty close to really nailing when johnny festival was gonna fall right off the wagon and end up back in the drunk tank but not only did he manage to hold on, he obviously he was listening to the gold cast. Uh, clearly, he was listening to the Bay Area fan perspective, the voice of the faithful. He was hearing us, and he decided to sober up and to hold on just long enough to humiliate us in Cleveland, in his new adopted home of Cleveland. God, what an insult. Oh, my God. Now we have to fight him. This is the most humiliating loss. This See, one, I, yeah, because this one's even. I mean, the blowouts are understandable because you have a playoff contending team, both in Arizona and Pittsburgh, and so it's it kind of makes sense that they would hand us our ass so well. But in this case, it's an insult because, like I said earlier, this team is not as good as us at all. No, they're not. You know, we we talked about it all week. I mean, just got, just there's nothing like winning. Okay, here's the next question: drafting a, a quarterback, we have to do that, right? 
drafting a quarterback is a must in this in this next draft, right? It is, but I don't think it's first round. No, no, I think line first round. Would you agree with that, old man Davis? Line. Got to go with the line, right? We you build from the middle out. Look it's how many check. yards the the backfield was only able to to capitalize this this past game against the Browns. That's due to the offensive line inability to protect not the quarterback but open holes and gaps for the running back. Seventy one yards against the worst yards. rushing defense in the NFL. Combined, that's with Drone Gabbert, some dude named Cadet. I think he's from the military, and Bruce Miller. They had a Navy SEAL guy on here, and even he couldn't even get a yard. So bad out there. So it, bad. It was just humiliating. That's that's the best way to describe this loss. I've had, you know, the loss against the Seahawks in the NFC Championship a couple years back. That hurt. It hurt my heart so bad. The Super Bowl was the worst. It was the death of me. But the, you know, each one feels different. Every every loss. This one was just humiliating. Mm-hmm. It was so humiliating. I'm sorry. We're sorry, 49er faithful. Usually we have more jokes to ease the pain, but this one was this was a rough one. And I we know you guys feel the same way. We're just voicing your frustration is what we're doing. Yeah, we'll do it for you. Yeah, we're gonna do it yeah, for save, you. Save your energy. Let us do it for you. Yeah, we're the voice of the faithful. We're so save your energy. You got it, Ray. You trade in one number two quarterback for another number two quarterback. You give up the gift of Gabbard, and you get Johnny I Fingers. I think they'll probably re-sign Gabbard. Yeah, you got to keep the gift of Gabbard. I agree with that. You got to. He's a good. He's a competent backup, and he'll provide a little bit of competition. What do you do about Cap? You got. You have to trade Cap and get that money off the books. I think you trade him. You trade Cap. The gift of Gabbard. Here's here's the thing about about him. The one thing that he does have that we didn't touch on last week. We talked about it off when we weren't recording, but. Gabbert, the the thing, good thing about him is that for the most part, his checkdowns come in so fast that he's able to. Most of the time, today was not a good example. Most of the time, he's able to release the ball faster than the line can allow someone in. You, for instance, Kaepernick, his his release time is somewhere around three point two seconds, and that's about a whole second slower than Gabernick. Gabernick, a whole second slower than Gabernick. Kaepernick is slower than Gabernick. Gabernick releases it somewhere around 2.2, 2.5. It's somewhere in there. It's about a, it's about a second shorter. And that one second is all the difference on the line. And today, unfortunately, he was just, I mean, nine sacks for 44 yards. That's incredible uh, in, a, in the worst way. But generally speaking, what I'm trying to say is that, that his style of quarterback play is more conducive with our offensive line, and I think it's more conducive with the general offensive philosophy of the San Francisco 49ers. We tried for a long time to make either Kaepernick adapt to us or the offense tried to adapt to Kaepernick, and it was always a square peg in a round hole, and it never quite worked. And I think it's time to allow him to go somewhere else where maybe his talents will be more appreciated and they'll be able to use him in a way in the ways that we can't yeah and I maybe think we, yeah maybe then we can then. and then with Prague being out of the picture next year too we can then kind of abandon this whole frankenstein project yeah this whole money ball football thing that does not work maybe what we also do in addition to everything you boys just said is in the face-off-esque Travolta cage. We remove Kaepernick's face and put it on Gab- Gabbard's face and put it on Kaepernick's body. And who so do we that... keep? <laughs> I'm not like, sure I fall. That, that sounds uh, literally like a Frankenstein project. 
So we, we, we make a real true Gabernick. Gabernick, and you pick which one you want, because <laughs> either way, one is still the other. <laughs> you want the Gabernick that runs 100 miles per hour straight across into the end zone, or do you want the Gabernick that has the arm throw across to his receivers? Do you want Colin Gabbert, or do you want Blaine Gabernick? So Colin Cabert, Cabert, or Colin, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I I tried. I got it sort of right the first time. Colin Gabernick or Blaine Cabert. That's a rough one. All right. So. Oh, I'm sorry. uh, Let's all give their congratulations to our place kicker, Phil Dawson. And the wonderful. Did he receive a game ball? Game ball. Not only for his tremendous achievements for the Cleveland Browns, but by being on a new team, the San Francisco 49ers, for the past two seasons, we can finally say we got one over you, Cleveland. (laughs) It's our time now. That's right. It's our time down here in last place. Way down here. Way down here. I think that's enough about that humiliating loss. We are going to head over to our playoff race predictions but first a word from our sponsor are you tired of your old traditional 49ers podcasts we are too when we need a fresh new perspective on the 49ers we turn to the 49ers gold cast they are the only voice that truly represents the bay area fan perspective hosted by rudy solis the third me raymond solis the first and that silly old curmudgeon Old Man Davis. The 49ers Gold Cast is considered by most to be the greatest fan podcast and the history of fan podcasts. You can download the latest episode of the 49ers Gold Cast on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Simply type in 49ers Gold Cast. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash 49ers Gold Cast. Boom. Boom. All right. Bing. I want, to have, I want to give a little thank you. Ping. All of our 49er faithful listeners we have moved into the top five on iTunes. Isn't that cool, guys? That's terrific. It's what I live for. That's right. Fifth fifth seed. Fifth seed. We are the fifth seed right now in the 49er podcast race, and we're on our way to first, baby. Just got to keep listening. Do us a favor. When you listen to the 49er Goldcast, pass it on to a friend and let them know that uh, we are the Bay Area Fan Perspective, a.k.a. the voice of the faithful, the Goldcast crew. Um, so please share it with a friend. Let them know. Spread the word. We are definitely moving to be in the top five with those other great 49er podcasts is awesome. And we're very excited and humbled. And thank you so much for your support. And continue to listen. Continue to subscribe. And add more friends. And join the Gold Cast Nation. Join the movement. Uh, secondly, we are now launching our brand new Goldcast press conferences. We have three of them up. Our most recent one was after last week's win against the Chicago Bears. So check that out on YouTube. You can find those on YouTube and our Facebook fan page. Check out our brand new Goldcast press conferences. These are the press conferences from the Bay Area fan perspective. All right. So. Moving on, playoff predictions. Man, my bold prediction has come back to bite me in the ass. 
the worst. Hey, Rudy, so, where's your ass? What? What'd you say? Hey, where's your ass? I can't see your ass. Oh, it's been bitten. Bitten yeah. by the Seahawk back here. Look like Jaws bit your ass off. <laughs> it's gone. It's just a big chewed spot. Raymond, let's start with you and your predictions. Let's start with everyone you bolted out and then who you're adding in this week. All right, with the AFC East, I have the Dolphins out, the Jets out. In the AFC North, I have the Ravens out, the Browns out. And in the AFC South, I have the Jags out. And I'm going to add to that list the Tennessee Titans at 3-10. and as the second worst team in the AFC. Tennessee. 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 As far as teams that are in... And NFC, I've got the Cowboys out, the Eagles out, and the Redskins out. Surprise, surprise. And the NFC North, I've got the Bears out. And the NFC South, I've got the Saints out. I'm going to add to the list the Detroit Lions. Oh! Last place in the NFC North. Now, as far as my in teams, I've got the Patriots in. They've now been locked in. The Bengals are in. The Steelers are in, as well as the Colts. In the NFC, I've got the Giants in, the Vikings and Packers, and the Panthers. As far as additions, I'm going to go ahead and add the Denver Broncos as an obvious pick. The AFC West. And then as far as NFC goes, my next addition will be, I'm reluctant to do this, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Boom! Just because they're from the NFC West? Yes, exactly. They don't, they don't even deserve to be mentioned. All right, old man Davis. All right, uh, in the AFC... As you may have heard me say last week, Kansas City, Cleveland, Tennessee, Tennessee. Lord, I've really been real San Diego, Jacksonville, Baltimore, and my new team that is out, the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, you don't even need to wait till Monday to see that they're going to be out because they are out. In the NFC, I have Detroit, Tampa Bay, Dallas, New Orleans, St. Louis, the New York Giants, Ooh. and the Chicago Bears. On teams that are going in, my teams to pick on the NFC side are the Cincinnati Bengals, the New England Patriots, the Denver Broncos, the Indianapolis Colts, and my new team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, you're going with them too, huh? The Steelers! Yeah, they won today. They beat uh, they the Vikings. Did. They did. They're close. At this point of the season, they got three more games against three very mediocre or less than mediocre teams, and I think they could win those remaining three games. Pittsburgh, yo in. On the NFC side, I have Carolina, I have Arizona, I have Minnesota, I have Seattle. Get your coffees. And my new team is Aaron Rodgers. Welcome back, Green Bay Packers. You are in. And I don't need you, Rudy, to tell me that they're in. Because I knew eventually they'd come back. Their offenses... They'd come back. The undefeated team would come back. They'd come back in. They'd perform better as a strong offense that they are than on than their defense. And the remainder games that they have, they could very well win those in and seal their number three seed I position. think if they, if they go undefeated into the post, it's pretty much guaranteed that Arizona's going to the Super Bowl. Mm. No, yeah, they, won't, they won't get past Carolina. You think Arizona won't get past Carolina? Yeah. You think Carolina will go to the Super Bowl undefeated? I'm saying if they go undefeated through the regular season, I don't see them going all the way through the post undefeated. Carolina? Yeah, I think too much pressure. 
if that red-headed Irishman Andy Dalton somehow, some way, is able to repair that fractured thumb and make uh, it by the playoffs, I'm going to give you a little secret. Bengals and Panthers. Cat versus cat. How'd you like to see that? <laughs> it's a cat fight. Um, you know, no, you know, here's the thing. The second he fractured that thumb, that all that did was just open the lane for the New England Patriots. That all it's all it did. It just opened the lane for the Patriots to just waltz on through to the Super Bowl. That's how I feel. I was like, wow, really, Bengals? I mean, and that you know what, that's the thing though. He was trying to make a tackle. He was he was, you know, he he his heart was in the right place. He, it was just a freak accident. But when I saw that, I couldn't believe it, man. I was like, wow, you just gave, you just gave the AFC back to the Patriots. His heart was in the right place. His thumb was in the wrong place. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All Next right. time, just sit on it, Andy. Sit on your thumb and spin. All right. So playoff race. My, my picks. Cleveland Browns, out. San Diego Chargers, out. Oakland Raiders, out. Out, 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 out. I don't care if they won today. You're out. Tennessee Titans, out. Miami Dolphins, out. My new addition to the AFC, coming from the north, the Baltimore Ravens. Get out of here. All right. NFC. Detroit Lions, out. New Orleans Saints, out. I need Sean Payton. St. Louis Rams, out. My bold prediction that I'm really, really regretting is I did say that the Seattle Seahawks would not make the playoffs. Raven, remember you made this prediction last year. Remember that? Mm-hmm. This was your prediction last year. Um, for the 45 people who are listening to us on SoundCloud last year, thank you for continuing to listen to us. As you remember, last year, Raymond predicted that the Seahawks would be out, and unfortunately, he was wrong. This year, I took the mantle from my brother. I said, no. I will sacrifice my life for you. I'm older. Let me die first. And now I'm dying. Uh, and then the so I, I did pick the Seahawks. They're out. Dallas Cowboys, you're out. The new team that I've chosen today is the same exact team as Old Man Davis. We've done this like three different weeks in a row. We've picked like the same exact teams almost verbatim. Chicago Bears, you're out. All right. So going in. Bengals, duh. Patriots, duh. Broncos, duh. Pittsburgh Steelers, your prediction this week, my prediction last week. I still think the Steelers are getting in. They're still on the outside. The team I'm bringing in is the team and the city where 49er quarterbacks go to die. The Kansas City Chiefs. Boom! Get over here! In the NFC, Packers, you're in. Panthers, duh. Cardinals, duh. Vikings, I also added the Vikings last week. This week, Brother Raymond, I must go against your pick and say that the Washington professional football team, you're in. Whatever. You can't even get excited about that team. I I, I, I felt like just kind of trapped in a corner with that NFC East. And here's the thing. If I... Hadn't chose the Seahawks to be out three weeks ago, I would have chosen the Seahawks this week to be in. But because we cannot go back on our picks, you are stuck with your picks on the Gold Cast. Whatever you choose, you must eat those words at the end of the season. I had to go with uh, the fourth, currently 
fourth ranked team in the NFC seating, and I chose the Washington professional football team. Yeah. Seahawks are surging horrible. Horrible. But right, we've all chosen the Steelers, right? Yeah, they're in, definitely. I think they're going, man. I mean, I don't even I mean, who cares about the NFC East? It's, I'd rather watch Ice Cubes melt. It's it's terrible watching that division race yeah. for the lose to the playoffs. You, you know, here's here's the thing that even makes me more angry because they have the two largest sporting markets for football, New York and Dallas. We have to see that mediocre stupid division on every single sporting show. They get all this press coverage, and I'm thinking there are teams doing way better that aren't getting any of this press that they are because it's New York and Dallas. Ah, that is so frustrating to me. Anyways, that's a subject for another day. All right, moving on to our final segment of the evening. It's all about that money. That ground beef. That spinach. That chicken. That tart. That celery. That green bean. That Mr. Burns. Green Skittle. Uncle Scrooge. Brad Pitt. Dead President. Lucini. Point Break. Alive Presidents. Ocean's Eleven. Snatch. Silver. Gold. All right, gentlemen. So, Raymond, before we break down the Vegas odds, please tell the faithful where they can see next week's game. Next week's game is at home in Santa Clara, and we'll be hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. December 20th, December 20th, Sunday, 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 at 1.25 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Let's hope the Niners muster up some kind of dignity and actually put up a fight against a team that does not have their all-star quarterback. The gingerbread man is gone for the day. I just hope we can take advantage of it. So... Of course, though, looking at the Vegas odds, and I, I see no reason why they shouldn't be this way, the Cincinnati Bengals are four-point favorites. The question is, gentlemen, do you take that bet? Old Man Davis, let's start with you. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. You're damn right I'm taking this bet. Cincinnati, four points. That's a modest number to give. Vegas, you know you should be going eight-plus. I don't care if Dalton's out or not. The Bengals are still hot. They're still strong and together as a team that they can knock out the 49ers, whether it's at home or away. You take that bet, you collect, and just like everything else I've told you, you're going to take home some money. Take home that gold, that celery, that cream, that spinach, that snatch. That's something. That's my prediction. That's what you walk away with. Don't be disappointed. Just be happy. Old Man Davis told you. Cincinnati WKRP. Old Man Davis takes Cincinnati and the over. He is taking the over on points. Raymond, do you take that bet? I think you go over too. Despite Andy Dalton not being in the picture, Cincinnati's still a very much organized team, a very good football team, and the record reflects that, and I think it's, yeah, probably be another blowout. And and this will this will be a kind of the dagger going into Tom Sula's uh, inevitable firing. This is the cat that gets his tongue. Yeah, this is, this is what you just said. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's it, definitely. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. Well, there you are. Both Hosts 
say you take the Cincinnati Bengals and both hosts say you take the over. Once again, they are in agreement on it. Well, I hope you're both wrong, just so you guys know. know. Raymond, where can they find us? You can like us on Facebook at 49ersgoldcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at 49ersgoldcast. You can also subscribe to us via YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes. That way you'll be on top of the latest and greatest episodes as they become public live to the world. Top five, baby. Hey, Goldcast crew, a.k.a. Bay Area Fan Perspective, a.k.a. Voice of the Faithful. Top five, baby. We in that top five. Raymond, where can they find you? You can find me usually in Lower Hate or The Mission. As well as Twitter at Ray Solis and Instagram at Ray Solis One. Follow me and I will follow you back because it is the holiday season of giving. It is the holiday season of giving. You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rudy Solis Third. R U D Y S O L I S number three R D. Rudy Solis Third. Old Man Davis. Where can they find you? You can find me at the airport, looking at the arrivals departing screen, wondering whether or not I want to go to Green Bay, Frozen Tundra, or Santa Clara, Levi Stadium. Either way, I'm going to see one team lose and one team win. I'm going to be happy about one and maybe sad about the other, but you won't know until we talk next Sunday. That's where I'm at. There we go. So concludes another edition of... The 49er Goldcast. We are the Bay Area Fan Perspective. I'm your host, Rudy Solis III. And with me is my brother, my co-host, Raymond Solis I. And our esteemed co-host, Old Man Davis, owner of the Oakland Raiders. We're still number one. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Boom! We'll catch you next week. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. All that people care about is what we put in. Raymond, all those pretty, pretty chewing sounds you're making, real crystal clear on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not a fun sound. <laughs> so embarrassed, you know. Are you fucking sick? I'm sorry, did you say dumb or done? Because one letter follows the other in the alphabet order. You're going to pay for this. You're so crazy. You're going to pay for this. Ah.